I am a registered dietitian, holistic cannabis practitioner, and master of nutrition science. Welcome to my podcast, Nutrition Rewired, where I share cutting-edge, practical advice to improve your health and debunk myths to help you rewire the way you think about nutrition and wellness. Today's episode is short and sweet and is a discussion on Kate Morin's Instagram Live, where she had me as an expert guest speaking on gut health and the hormone connection. No, come in with it. So anyways, thank you to everybody who just had to put up with that. <laughs> hey, we got more people on now. Anyways, maybe they're taking their lunch break. And I thought we could just do like a little speed round. Um, yeah. You have such good advice and... I just think this is something that gut health is one of those things that just gets on the internet and so misconstrued and I'm happy to have an expert here. So you're a gut health expert and you're a cannabis dietetics practitioner, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Which I think there's going to be some questions about that second part too. And I'm going to do those at the end because I've been had some questions submitted to us since we started our live. Awesome. Great. First question and I think now we know the answer is yes, but are our hormones and our gut health connected? Yes. So absolutely. Um, there's usually a few different areas that I like to highlight in terms of how they're connected. So the first one is the fact that you are not necessarily what you eat, you're what you absorb. So there are so many different important vitamins and minerals that are important for optimal hormone balance. And that includes things like zinc and magnesium and folate and B12. And if we're not actually absorbing those things from the food that we eat, whether it's because of low stomach acid, whether it's because of dysbiosis, meaning an imbalance of bacteria in our gut, or if we're just not eating those foods, then we are going to be missing critical nutrients that are responsible for creating optimal hormone balance. Um, number two is that our, our hormones, um, or sorry, our gut and our brain are directly connected. So we have the direct connection of the vagus nerve, which, um, I'm sure you're familiar with. And it's like this magical nerve in our body that's so crazy. It's responsible for so many different things, but one of those is our mental health and our brain is directly connected to our gut through the vagus nerve. And our mental health can have um, a very strong connection to our hormone balance um, for many different reasons, whether it's through the hypothalamus or just through the production of certain neurotransmitters from our gut to our brain. Um, Number three, hopefully I can remember number three now. Oh, yes. Yeah. So beta-glucuronidase is a specific enzyme in the gut, and it basically is responsible for the clearance of estrogen in the body. And so if you have any sort of inflammation going on in the gut, or if you have an imbalance in gut bacteria, it could mean that this beta-glucuronidase enzyme activity is low or it's not doing what it should be doing. And in this case, that means that it could be creating a situation where we have estrogen dominance, which is 
actually quite common. Um, so because this enzyme is responsible for clearing out old estrogen or recycling estrogen in general, that if this enzyme activity is dampened, then we have a situation where estrogen is in excess in the body and that therefore leads to hormonal imbalance. So those are kind of the three main that I'm usually talk to my clients about, but there are so many other ways um, as well. Yeah, that's so crazy. And, you know, I've done a lot of research on the estrogen dominant, thought it was all just in my reproductive system. And I was like, it is a whole nother world. So I'm glad you touched on that. Um, And it's exciting, too, because people often think that, um, you know, when you address hormones, you get like a lab test or something or, um, you know, you, you have a sign of one symptom of, say, estrogen dominance or progesterone deficiency. And they they try to just treat that specifically, whether it be with, um, you know, exogenous hormones or taking a taking a pill or something like that when you know, thinking about, okay, well, what if we address the gut and know that that can actually play a huge impact on how our hormones are balanced versus just trying to address a symptom? Yeah. And I love the quote you started out with. It's not what you eat. It's what you absorb. Because I think that took me so long to even realize, like, as I have spent so many years in school and so many years practicing and working with food, it's like, you can prescribe all the amazing food in the world, but if we're not absorbing it, it's really not going to work. So yeah, and stomach acid is a is a really great example of that because um, you know people often don't think about having low stomach acid, and um, you know we're in a very stressful time in life right now, and um, a lot of people are overly stressed, and that just that's just one thing that can cause low stomach acid, but we need stomach acid to absorb B12. We need it to absorb calcium. We need it to break down protein. And so people often don't realize that those things, if they're slightly impaired, can lead to nutrient deficiencies. Yeah, which is huge. And I was reading a study recently about how this goes back to the Brazil nut comment, but um, (laughs) um, I'll let you guys have a laugh. So on LinkedIn, I commented on Aaron's post and was like, Yes, I love Brazil nuts. They're perfect for like transitioning to the winter season because they help a lot with anxiety. But I said Brazil butts instead of Brazil nuts. And like five of my friends sent it to me, like a screenshot, like, ha, 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 ha. I fixed it That's now. Great. But yeah, like those nutrient deficiencies can play into mental health, physical health, hormone health, all of those things. So yeah, you touched on that. The next one is the skin gut. Yeah, it's very funny that I said that. Um, Everyone's. It's like such a neat thing to do too. Like all my friends are like sending the laughing emojis because they're like, that is so something you would do. But I mean, maybe, you know, if anyone could laugh at it on LinkedIn that day, I feel like I accomplished my purpose. And also it probably made them remember it a little bit more because they were able to laugh at it. And then hopefully they realize, okay, I should probably have one Brazil butt a day. So yeah, exactly. And that was the funny part is like, yeah, just one a day. You can put it in a smoothie, all these things. And I had no idea I even said butt and said nuts so and whatever. <laughs> so butts are nice too. I love it. That's too funny. <laughs> I know. Um, the next question is, it's been a hot topic on Funkit's page this week. And I do a lot of work with clients around skin health and how it's actually a direct window into what's going on inside of our bodies. So how is our gut health? Because that's like the number one thing I had to address when I was working with my, my personal hormonal acne. How does gut health kind of tie into that, how we can get those hormonal breakouts? Mm. 
Yeah. So there's a, a few different things. Um, the biggest one though is inflammation. Um, so our, you know, our immune system is essentially 70% of it is located in our gut and it is really controlling how much inflammation is going on in the body. And oftentimes when I see patients who have skin issues, even outside of hormonal acne, things like eczema and psoriasis, um, they don't connect those things with their gut health or hormone balance as well. But um, generally, we talk about inflammation and how if our gut health is unhealthy, then we're going to see elevated levels of inflammation in the body. And when we have elevated inflammation levels in the body, there are multiple different downstream effects of what that's going to do. And so that can worsen PMS symptoms. It can make it have a situation, the body have a situation where it's um, estrogen, estrogen dominance, where that's going to cause worse PMS symptoms. So it's going to be you know, your acne will be worse around that time. Um, but overall inflammation and, and then the body's ability to, um, get rid of estrogen is a big one. Yeah, totally. And I know like in our previous live 30 minutes ago, you touched on this, but, um, what are those three things you were saying, like dietary wise that we can really implement because it's great to know all this information, but then it's like, okay, now what do I do with it? How do Mm -hmm. I, fix these things. So what are the three things dietary wise you kind of advise your clients or patients around for helping their gut health? Yeah. So the first one is omega threes. Um, Omega three fats are an essential fatty acid, meaning that we cannot get them from anywhere else um, other than the diet um, or a supplement, but our body can't make them on our own. So these omega-3 fats includes things like high-fat fish, such as salmon and tuna, mackerel, sardines, anchovies. Um, So including at least two to three servings of these a week, uh, as well as the plant sources of omega-3s, things like flaxseed, chia seed, walnuts. These are all excellent. You know, you've talked about seed cycling. These are excellent for multiple reasons because they're high in omega-3 fats, but they also are promoting a hormone balance. So incorporating omega-3s, if you don't like these foods, I would suggest taking a supplement because they are essential, as I mentioned, and they are absolutely critical to a healthy cycle um, and also a healthy gut. They make their way down through the, um, the digestive system to the small and large intestine, and they can actually alter our gut bacteria in a way that promotes a, ba- a healthier balance of gut bacteria. Number two, yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. And you don't have to, you know, don't have to make it complicated. You could add these things like chia seeds to your smoothies. You could add flaxseed to your oatmeal, um, sprinkle it on a salad. And then if you don't like fish, as I mentioned, you could just consider taking, um, an omega-3 supplement. Cool. Yeah. And then number two is to incorporate probiotic rich and prebiotic rich foods into your diet. So, Probiotics are, um, you know, a hot topic as well, and people often are very quick to reach for a supplement. But there are so many benefits to actually getting probiotics from natural food sources, and this includes things like sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, kombucha, um, kefir. Usually, like a lower sugar kefir is a healthier choice. Um, but these natural probiotics, getting a good variety of them can really help to promote a healthy balance of your gut bacteria. And that's going to help with estrogen clearance. It's going to help with inflammation and ultimately down the line, a healthy, a healthy cycle. Um, prebiotics are, you can basically just think of getting a wide variety of vegetables and fruits. So they include things like asparagus, bananas, 
garlic, onions, um, bananas, and you can just Google a list of these if you want more ideas, but, but basically just consuming a variety of these probiotic and prebiotic rich foods is going to be a really great way to foster a healthy balance of bacteria in your gut. That is amazing. And if you are a little lonely during quarantine, you can start like a kombucha or some sourdough or some sauerkraut. I do all of that. We live in a tiny apartment and I ferment all these things. My partner's always like, oh my gosh, there's jars everywhere. <laughs> it's um, so funny because I did my I did my first fermentation um, last year and I was living with one of my good friends and you know, I was fermenting my first cabbage and I would keep it underneath my bed. And I remember one of my friends was going in there one day and she was going to put her suitcase under there. And she's like, why do you have random jars underneath your bed? And I was like, I know this is kind of weird, but fermenting, <laughs> um, but it's it. easy. It's easy. And it's really fun because you can see like, especially with the cabbage, like the bubbles come so quickly in the jars. Yeah. You can see it. I did have sauerkraut blow up one time. And it smelled oh. really bad. So be careful. Hey, um, it's it's all a learning process. It's definitely something that you can have fun with, and it's cheap. It's really cheap. It's not as expensive as what you're going to find in the stores for you know those fancy probiotic um, foods. Yeah, and you can like tailor them to your taste too. Like you can include flavors that you like, or yeah. So I think it's really fun, especially right now. Everyone was baking banana bread. Now we can ferment some food. We'll be all good. Yes. Oh yeah. Banana bread. Um, so my third one, so I originally had said getting a variety of fruits and vegetables and just like different colors and stuff like that. And I will still include that, but I'm going to now even go as far to say that you want to make sure that you're getting kind of what your body needs in terms of carbohydrates, in terms of fats, in terms of calories total. Um, because if our body is being undernourished in any kind of way, then our gut health is going to suffer, which means our hormones are going to suffer, um, energy, mood. And so, so overall, consuming a variety of foods and thinking multiple different colors, just, just experimenting with new foods and flavors, um, but, but also making sure you're getting the essentials. You're eating enough protein, which are essential, is essential for um, producing hormones and, and balancing blood sugar and helping repair your gut lining and fats that are going to help to, we talked about the omega threes, but fats, we make our hormones from fat. So if you're not getting enough of those, then you're going to suffer from all kinds of issues, especially hormonal imbalance. And then carbs, you know, they get such a bad reputation and, and carbohydrates are essential for female hormone balance. And so making sure that you're getting enough total of all of those things, which you know, don't just go on my fitness pal and, and guess what your macros are, you know, work with a dietitian and figure out what your, your current needs are based on your activity levels and, um, and optimizing your own hormone and gut health. Yeah, that is, those are all amazing tips and stuff that we can implement like right now. It's like stuff after this, you can implement it. Um, and then since we're closing out and I'm so excited that we've had minimal technical difficulties here and we get to hear all the good information. I'm going to, I ask like two questions. Um, the first one, and it actually relates because I'm sure you deal with a big stigma talking. Everyone likes to talk about gut health, but people don't like to talk about bowel movements. There's that's mm -hmm. kind of like a no-no. So one, like ending the stigma around talking about our bowel movements. And then two, it ties into ending the stigma around the period, like having a period to so the period stigma. So how do you think our health in society could change if we ended those two stigmas? And we could just talk Ooh. about that's an excellent question. And 
I'm I'm going to refer back to that same thing I talked about before about the video I posted on TikTok where I was talking about like, this is what your poop should look like. This is how often you should be having a daily bowel movement. And people were like, what? That's not true. You know, my doctor told me it's this or my, and, and it's like, you know, there's such a stigma around talking about these things because they're taboo as being like gross or um, TMI. And at the end of the day, if you want one of the most important and powerful easy markers of what's going on in your body. It's what your bowel movements look like, what your periods are like, what your entire like body is doing throughout your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to go spend $600 on a lab test, a blood test to tell you like, if you're not having a daily bowel movement, I can tell you right now that you're likely going to have some sort of hormonal imbalance, or you're likely going to have some sort of bacterial imbalance in your gut. So look at it as an opportunity to save yourself some money to communicate Mm -hmm. a really important symptom. We'll call it a symptom, a really important symptom of what's going on in your health. And that's going to give, you know, a practitioner who's really well-versed in functional medicine, um, you know, such as yourself and myself, the ability to say, oh, okay, now I know what's going on. And I know how we're going to start to help you reach your goals, whether it's weight loss, whether it's hormone imbalance, whether it's reducing bloating and constipation. So it's really, it's really such a critical and an easy piece of information that if we start talking about it, then people won't just suffer in silence and then get to a point where I've got autoimmune disease. I can't get pregnant. I, um, you know, have been suffering in silence from being uncomfortable digestive wise my whole life. Because don't get to that point or don't wait for that point to address um, something that will eventually lead to to really poor health outcomes because it's it's the time is now. I mean, especially because we're in a pandemic. I mean, this is a great time to start, you know, taking your health seriously and um, getting to the root cause of why you could be having some of the issues that we're talking about. Yeah, that's like such amazing. Like, and it's so hard because I know, like personally, like, and everyone on our page knows I've had like a crazy health journey for being someone in healthcare, like the things I ignored, which I think is mm-hmm. easy to do, but like your daily bowel movement, the color of your period blood and your symptoms of your period are like three things that are direct windows into what's going on. I'm going to repost your poop TikTok on our page. Yay. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. That's how I found you. So I was like, she's so cool. She's talking about poop. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, but, oh. but also same, like I, I had horrible digestive issues my whole life and I lost my period after going on birth control for 10 years. And same. so I have had like all kinds of crazy health issues as well. And I think that's, you can speak for yourself, but that's a huge reason why I got into this field and why I became so passionate about it. And from a very young age, I remember sitting on the toilet with the door wide open and my sister being like, ew, like, what are you doing? Close the door. And I was just like, you know, I was never ashamed of talking about anything like that. And it, it, it worked towards my advantage because now I talk about it all day with my clients and I'm like, Nope, I want all the details, no TMI. Um, so it's, that's just kind of, you know, my journey and that's brought me to where I am today, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. And it sounds like that's kind of been a beautiful transformation into your career as well. Yeah, it has. Mine's like a really similar, like I struggle with like a lot of disordered eating patterns and eating disorder and like everyone on our page knows that, which then led into all these other symptoms while I was becoming a dietitian and then led to hormone imbalance. I also lost my period. Like I would go like weeks, like two weeks without going to the bathroom, like same, which is not fun. Like Mm -mm. 
It's Mm-mm. not fun when it's happening. It's not fun when it does happen. It's like all terrible. <laughs> and so it's just like my, and it sounds like your passion too. Like no one has to suffer in silence. Like we can talk about these things. We can be open. Like, because if we're open, we can change the world. I mean, literally if you poop normally, that is a huge accomplishment in your day. You did it. Good yeah. job. You, you've detoxified your estrogen. You've You've detoxified certain other, you know, waste that we excrete from the body. And overall, you probably just feel freaking amazing because everybody knows that when you don't poop, you feel like crap, pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, you really do. I'm so excited to post it. You post your TikTok because it's so good. And and also for anyone on here, it's really great. Like if you're not looking at your poop or you're not looking at your period of blood and you're just kind of like tuning them out, take a look, like see what's going on in there and... See if there's maybe something you want to talk to your doctor about or a dietitian. Um, can reach out to either one of us. We'll talk or talk to, to your friends oh. too. Like, yes. I mean, you know, if you if you're not ready to reach out to a professional, you know, like I've had conversations so many times with my friends and family, and like when I start talking about it, which this could go for anything, mental health, eating disorders, everything, but if you start to open up about certain things and you're like, like, if you've ever said to a friend, like, "Ooh, didn't get my period this month," and then they'll say, "Oh, like." you know, I didn't get mine this time. And maybe you'll start to put things together. Maybe you'll start to share, um, you know, their experience or they'll say, oh yeah, maybe you should look into trying this. Like not to say that's where you should be getting your health advice, but maybe talking about it with people around you will help people, other people feel more confident about it. And then we can reduce the stigma. Who Um, knows? Yeah. I think that like starting, it's amazing. I was just, we have a really cool podcast going out on period poverty. This amazing Um, person who's working in the field and she said the same thing like it's about every taboo topic if we can just talk about it like with your friends it's like the first place to start because especially with hormone and gut health too like if you have the same experience as your like grandma and your mom and her mom it's normal but then you tell a friend and they're like oh no I don't have that like you can have Mm -hmm. the starting place for a conversation yeah and you can also celebrate when you have like a normal bowel movement with your friends like me and my friends or my boyfriend where we're like I just had the best bowel movement you guys can like celebrate it and and get excited we're the exact same like in this house like we are like so pro like yay like it's so good and and, like my friends always laugh because I think as a dietitian you just get so used to talking about it but it does open up the conversation for the people around you to talk about it too Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, this has been so amazing. And I want to now that we have no technical difficulties. But where can everybody find you? And then Mm -hmm. if you want to quickly touch on what you do as a cannabis practitioner, I think that'd be really great for the audience to hear as well. Yeah, absolutely. So people can find me either through my Instagram, if you want to message me, that's okay. But if you're interested in like working one-on-one with me, or if you want to schedule a free um, call to ask me about CBD or ask me about my services, working one-on-one with clients, um, you can go to nutritionrewired.com and then you can book a free discovery call. Now with regards to the CBD stuff, it is, uh, has been an excellent addition to my practice and it's a really great tool for people to have as Um, a a sort of um, herbal remedy for things like um, PMS symptoms, acne, digestive issues, um, but even more so anxiety. Um, CBD has been incredible for myself and for my clients for anxiety. And we know that those, that, that mental health condition, anxiety, depression, stuff like that can significantly impact our gut health and our hormones. 
Um, but like I said, if people want to learn more about it and how CBD works in the body and um, maybe some concerns that they should think about or not think about, then they can book a free call with me and I'm happy to chat with them. Okay, awesome. That sounds great. Thank you for coming on and bearing with yeah. all the technical difficulties, but this video is going to be awesome. We'll reshare it on our page. I'll send it your way. And we really appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Awesome. Thank you as well. It's been such a pleasure. We should definitely do it again sometime. Yes, for sure. I'm sure that we're going to get even more questions after this and after I share the video, the poop video. So we can do another one. <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to it. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I have some exciting news that I just launched my second book, Rewire Your Sweet Tooth, and perfect timing for the holidays because it is full of delectable dessert recipes that you can make either for yourself or your loved ones, and all of the recipes are free of gluten, dairy, soy, and refined sugar. In the beginning of the book, you'll also find a guide on how to calculate your basic protein needs. A lot of my clients come to me and are not consuming enough protein, and this can be a reason why you might find yourself craving carbohydrates or sugars. I also walk you through some other reasons as to why you might be experiencing sugar cravings and some ways that you can address it. And the recipes are absolutely delicious. So that alone should be a reason for you to purchase it. And if it's not for you, you can also gift this as a PDF or a hard copy to one of your loved ones or friends who are maybe home during the holidays, spending some time baking. So thank you again for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to share the health.